Hello, welcome to The Final Swipe, a podcast about healing our hearts and finding love. I'm your host, Nikki Novo. Hey, my friend. All right, so who here loves the Almost 30 podcast? I know, they're so great, right? I love Lindsay and Krista, and I'm so grateful to even call them friends. A lot of you guys even came to me through them, so I'm just so grateful for that relationship. And get this. On December 12th in Miami, they will be coming to Miami for their tour. And guess who gets to be the guest? Me. So I am going to do a live event with Krista and Lindsay from Almost 30. And we're going to talk all about intuition. So I'm actually going to teach you how to access your intuition, which I'm so excited about because I truly, truly, truly believe that all the answers are within us. And if there's just one thing that I can do in this world is teach people how to use their own intuition, whether it be dating or in light or whatever it may be. And I get that opportunity on December 12th. And I really hope that you join me. So come to Miami. If you're summer cold, come for the night. (laughs) Um, It's a great time to be in Miami. And if you're in Miami, please come to this event. It's going to be at night at 630. I believe it's I want to say it's $50 and you can go to the Almost 30 podcast, which is almost30podcast.com and you want to go backslash tour. We're also going to have that in our show notes, but I'd really love to be able to teach you how to access those answers within you, right? To not give into the fear that you probably constantly feel or that anxiety, but really learning how to push that out and to go deep into what is right for you, right? Um, we'll definitely do some woo-woo stuff. We'll go into like, you know, spirit guides and all that kind of stuff. But really, even just if you don't believe in that stuff, or you don't care for that stuff, really just learning like what is the right path for me? How can I find clarity on demand, like when I need it? And how can I tap into myself? And that's what I'll be teaching. So hope you join me here in Miami on December 12th for the Almost 30 podcast tour here in Miami. See you there. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Final Swipe. We are here. We are in the holidays. It's the hardest time of the year for us. (laughs) So excited to have you guys here. And today we have a very special guest and my friend who's going to give us so much wisdom, help us get us through this sticky time, but also really bring in love in 2020 because that's that's what she does. So we're excited to have her. So please welcome Coach Cass to the to the show. Woo-hoo! Hi, Nikki. <laughs> Hi, ladies. Hi, everybody. So excited to be here. Cass, I love that you give yourself like um like you give yourself like uh like some round of applause to come in. Like I'm gonna start doing that. Like you gave yourself like uh <laughs> <laughs> you have like your own your own girl gang behind you. <laughs> <laughs> well, so excited. Cass, thanks so much for coming on. So Cass is a love coach for professional women. So most of you guys, because I, I know that we have a lot of women who are killing it in their work career and, and, and I'm sorry, in their work life and um, in so many areas of their lives, but sometimes not always have enough time to put effort into their love life. And that's really Cass's Joan, um zone of genius, I guess we would say. It's just that like she reminds people to like take some time for that, that like you can have it all, which I'm super passionate about as well. Like that you you can have a really great career, like be killing it, all that, but and still have space for love and for all the other things that you may want after love. Um and coach really just coach cats really just makes that space for people. So I'm excited to have her on the show. Welcome. Thank you, Nikki. I'm so excited to be here with the final swipe. Yeah. <laughs> so Kaz, tell me a little bit about like, cause you've done, um, even a coach for a bit and what made, what led you into dating and love in, in particular? Ooh, like how'd you get there? Once upon a time, not long ago. Okay. So <laughs> I've been coaching for maybe mm, 15 years now. Right. So I started out in wellness coaching. Yeah, you're like an OG. <laughs> Life coaching, business coaching. <laughs> And um, really what happened, what had happened was, Nikki, let me tell you, I don't know if this has ever happened to you or any of the ladies listening, but I was dating a guy that I thought was the one. You ever thought somebody was the one before? Of course. That's how all my work started. (laughs) 
So I was dating this guy and we traveled the world and I helped him invest in business. And um, one day, <laughs> it was Christmas Eve, actually. So this this is very time appropriate. Okay. I'm, I'm no longer traumatized. But essentially, every <laughs> on, on Christmas Eve, I got a call from a mutual friend. And he said, hey, guys, are you sitting? I said, yeah, what's up? Merry Christmas. He said, no, that's not why I'm calling. <laughs> Well, what, what's going on? He said, well, you know that guy that you think is the one that you think is so amazing? Yeah, what about him? He's married. <gasps> yes, girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, and you know, Heart- I usually think that like women that that happens to is like, oh, you know, they're not paying attention, but you're, and I know you, Cass, like you're so, girl. your eyes are wide open. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> hindsight is twenty 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 twenty. Hindsight, oh my goodness! So, tw- ah. so my heart shattered. I was angry, like balled up, clenched fists, get crying at the same. I was just in a really messy place. So, I walked away from that relationship. Obviously, you know, it didn't go along with my morals and values, and I, um, <laughs> you know, little things. Um, and I was just in a dark place for a really long time. I, I kept dating, but I kept choosing the wrong guy over and over and over again. And I was like, you know, something's got to give. And my defining moment came when I felt like I got my 29th wedding invitation. <laughs> like, wait a second. It didn't matter the age, the stage, the race, the weight. I felt like everybody was getting married. I don't know if any of your listeners have ever felt like that, but I felt like everybody <laughs> was Yeah, like when married. your feed... Your feed yes. just is like full of like people getting engaged. dresses and getting on their knees. Just like, dude, what is going on? I think I'm cute, right? Everybody <laughs> looking in the mirror right now say I'm cute. Exactly. So, you know, we're all cute. So for me, that's when I decided to become a student of love. But how many of us have decided to do something and then nothing happened, right? Because, right. um, yeah, where's the magic fairy dust? Okay, I decided, all right, here's the magic fairy dust. No, not so much, right? So maybe six months passed. I did nothing, so nothing happened. And the realization hit me when I realized that as a business owner, I always sought ways to influence and encourage and to invest in my business to be better, you know? So if I wasn't getting to a place in my business, I hired someone to help me with my business. If I wasn't getting to where I wanted in my fitness, I hi- listen, I hire people to organize my house, to dress me, to do my hair, to do my nails. I hire in every area of my life, but love suddenly was supposed to be this magical place that magic fairy dust was supposed to just fall and happen magically. And it doesn't happen like that, right? Well, well that's did it like- for me. Right. That's always, I think that that's like the misunderstanding that like right. love is magic and then it's just going to happen and it's magical right. and all these kind of things. But right. any, some people like do it without noticing, but the, when it happens is because there's some level of energy, focus and effort in that yeah. area. It's, it's crazy. You know, crazy is crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for me, I, um, I hired someone, I became a student of love. I read almost a hundred books on love. I got every certification known to man. When it came to, I went to marriage conferences, y'all. And I wasn't no. even married. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I specifically think of this Facebook, but do you know those cutouts that you put your face in? I, there was one of a bride and a groom and my face was in there. And all of my friends were like, uh, Cass, where's the groom? Ah, he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Right. I'm here. Research and development. Right. So we're learning. And I interviewed 25 couples that had been married for over 25 years and still liked each other, right? Because around me, the married couples were not selling this marriage thing very well. You know, exactly. I know a lot of angry, upset, married people. Boring. Are there, but mm-hmm. I don't want that. I don't want that at all, right? And I even interviewed businesswomen who were successful in business and in love because I had a, a limiting belief, right? A limiting belief that you couldn't have both at the same time when it came to success and love. Like you couldn't coexist, which is all a lie, right? That's all something I made up in my mind. So literally my journey brought me to the place where I am now, right? Essentially, I find that professional women fall in one of two buckets. One is I'm too busy. It'll come when it comes and it never comes. Right. And then on the other side, it's like, oh, I'm going to pray. And, and then it's going to be like this right. magical thing that happens. And he shows up on my doorstep. But if some random Boaz, some random dude showed up on your doorstep, I'm pretty sure you would not open the door. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little scary. It's a little scary. 
So I feel like there's this magical place in between that I'm creating for professional women to understand the road to love, right? How do we get there? How do we not hold our past against the future, right? Against the present. And how do we really do this thing called love without sabotaging it? Because that's something that we're really good at, right? So how do we create an amazing relationship as a wanted woman. And that's really what my ladies are called, wanted women. Women achieving new triumphs every day. So you are wanted. Now, just to figure out, who the heck do you want back? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I'm sold. I'm like, I can't wait for these, <laughs> these tips. Um, but before we go into kind of some of the things that you you teach and that are really changing the life of the women that you work with, can you share with us, You you're in a beautiful um, marriage with a, and you have a beautiful yeah. daughter. Can you share how you yeah. met your husband? Oh, yes. Once upon a time. Okay. Get ready. Gather around. <laughs> so we were at a conference in California, in Anaheim, California, at a conference. It was a network marketing com- company. So it was about 15,000 people in the audience. And this is my version of the story since he's not on this podcast. I'm going to tell my version. There was this glow. <laughs> there was this glow around me, okay? And he just had to know who I was and touch the hem of my skirt. <laughs> and so <laughs> it just turned out that we were, both, we were both from Florida. So we exchanged information and we said we'd keep in touch. So it turns out, for those of you who don't know Florida, my husband or, you know, this guy I knew at the time lived in Plantation and I lived in Kendall. So in Florida, if you live over 15 minutes away, you're too far. So yeah. that is an hour drive. Okay. So he came to visit me once and pretty much said, you know, I don't think I'll be coming back. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. So we kept in touch as friends, acquaintances. You know, you're in network marketing. You're at the, you're, you're at the business meetings and such. You, you wave hello. You say what's up, that kind of stuff. So we re-met, reacquainted ourselves at a friend's barbecue. This is why it's important to accept the invitation to the friend's barbecue. Okay. So we both haven't seen this mutual friend in forever and decided to drive to her house, right? Very far from the both of us. And we reconnected there and we challenged each other on the we. We danced to Michael Jackson. Now, once again, this is my story. I won the game. Okay. <laughs> so I won. <laughs> and after that, we kept in touch. We, we spoke like weekly. It was like iron sharpens iron. You know, how are you doing? And then somewhere in there, he wove in, do you still live in Kendall? And when I said, no, I live in Hollywood. He said, what? <laughs> Which is now 20 minutes from his house. He said, hey, we should get together for lunch sometimes. And that's when I said, well, I'm hungry now. <laughs> he said, now? Like right now? Yeah. You know, pretty much when you go to church, what happens after church? You go to eat, right? So it's like, I'm hungry. So Aww. we went out for sushi and that sushi date became an eight hour date. We sat at that restaurant until it shut down. And then I told him, Hey, I, my dad says I need oil in my car because I had a BMW at the time, which I think stands for break man's wallet. Right. So I, it's like everything was falling apart in that thing. It started to shake. So he said, well, let's go to Walmart and, you know, get some oil. I said, really? You know, my love language is acts of service. So, you know, I was like, Oh my gosh, this guy's so amazing. So dreamy. We had a, a hula hoop competition in Walmart. We came back, put the oil in the car. He checked on a guy in the parking lot that seemed to be homeless. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And he's a good Samaritan. Like, what is this? So he checked on the guy. And then I told him that I was hungry again because, hey, eight hours, you're supposed to eat twice. You know, it's like a full day job. So then we went to IHOP and ordered the same thing. Yes, girl. And didn't even finish it. Long story short, that was the beginning of a beautiful, magical journey. And I'm just very grateful, you know, for the journey that we've been on. Now we're happily married, have a beautiful baby girl and doing this thing called life together. Oh, Cass, it's so beautiful. So a question about that. So you kind of, so let's say like you meet somebody and they seem to be, showing some signs that are good, but sometimes we only see like the good. Um, are there any thoughts about like how we can not get ahead of ourselves? Cause maybe he would have been something, I mean, you had already met him like a, like a time before and there had been some, um, in, you know, before that, that kind of like sushi date. But what if I go on a date and I only see the good stuff? Like, and how okay. can I make sure I'm seeing both, I guess, and not get too yeah. ahead of myself? Cause right, like we go in the state yeah. and I'm like, oh my God, but we forgot that. We didn't notice that like he ran over a dog on the way to dinner. And like, <laughs> we had no idea because we were, you know, thoughts 
Okay. So I I definitely call this the bubble and we don't want to live in a bubble when we're dating. So I just described our first date. But one of the things along our journey, one, this is someone that I had known for at least 10 years, right? Not saying you need to know somebody for 10 years for them to be. Oh my gosh. So there had been that much in between. That's amazing. Yes. There had been a long time. I tell you, he says I became geographically desirable. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I dated people in between there, you know, it's like I was waiting on this guy, but um, not to live in a bubble. So what does that mean? Oftentimes when you're dating someone, ladies, what happens? You go on a date with just that person. And you, you date and you fall in love and then you introduce them to your family and like, oh, this is the one. And they're like, well, who's this person? Right. So it's so important not to date in a bubble because those closest to us will often see things that we don't see. And it's better that they see these things up front versus waiting until you're all the way sold. That's my, mm-hmm. that's my mm-hmm. thing. So I'll tell you that our second date was actually my stepmom's birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, are you sure you want me to come to your family's birthday party? I'm like, yeah, you're a friend. That's what you are. You're nothing more than a friend. And of course, my family still looked at me weird, but he wasn't anything more than a friend, you know? So that's how you saw him, but you also like saw him that way. Right, exactly. Like we weren't, we weren't madly in love. This wasn't my husband. This was just somebody I was getting to know. So the way I see it, it's better to involve the important people in your life from the beginning, just because it gives perspective and it also allows the person, you to see the person that you're dating in another light, right? right. So if you they have no choice but to show family, themselves. Yeah. Right then you could see who they really are because what are they scratching? Who are they screaming at? Who do they talk disrespectfully to? Or who do they treat with kindness? Who do they love on? Who do they absolutely shine around? You know, and so when we start to look at dating as a whole life picture versus just a small portion, it's life changing. Because after you get married, guess what? You're going to call on people to babysit, right? You're going to call on people for favors. You might call on people for airport rides. Well, now with Uber and Lyft, maybe you don't do that as much. But you're going to, there's other people in your life that you're going to depend on to help support your marriage and your relationship. So when you invite them in from earlier, it becomes a natural process where everybody gets to know this person. So it's a natural progression to marriage versus a jump that startles your entire circle. Right, right, right. That's so funny. I never, I've never thought about. It. I mean, and sometimes we live in places that that's. But even just like introducing them to friends and and roommates right. and things like that. Yeah. So, um, how? Okay. So, looking back at your relationship that that didn't work, the first first one, back, 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 that didn't really work out the way that you thought it was going to. Looking back now, were there things that you noticed within yourself that? made you kind of have a blind eye to some things or is there anything that you learned about like the girl, the woman you were then and who you were when you actually met your husband? Yes. Okay. So with the relationship that, that didn't work out, I would say that the blinder was the sex. <laughs> right, right, right. Girl, oh my goodness, right? So sometimes the player, player number one just knows how to do things, right? <laughs> and that's not viable, <laughs> you know? Right. So you turn a blind eye because things are going great, you know? And you're basing your relationship on the wrong things because at the end of the day, that should not be what your relationship revolves around. Our libidos, our sex drives, our things sag, you know, like that should not be the core of your relationship. And when you make that the core of your relationship, sometimes I definitely made really bad decisions, right? Right. So that was the biggest thing for me in that uh, married man situation um, where I did end up turning the blind eye to things that I look back 2020, like, oh man, that was definitely a sign. And then the second is to trust your gut instinct, right? Like this is something I tell my clients all the time. It's so amazing. Our womenly instincts is usually a hundred percent right now the the big the main distinction is sometimes we mistake our our good instinct for you know just replaying the past and then saying oh well you know he wore shoes like my ex so this is a sign that is not the same thing right Right. so uh, you know i definitely work on helping you to fine-tune what your gut instinct is versus your sabotage. But now with my marriage, I'll tell you that we waited. Like, I know that's something that sounds ancient, but mm-hmm. we actually waited until our, wed- our wedding night. So we together for three years. 
before um, we had sex. Yeah, can you imagine? You're like, yeah. never again will this happen. But Catherine, <laughs> exactly. then people are going to, people hear that and then they're like, oh, this lady's telling me to like fall in love with somebody who I'm not going to be attracted to. So how do you? No, that is not what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> that is not what I'm saying. I need you to be attracted to the person um, that you're with. But my main thing is not to make sex the very core of it. You know, sometimes right. when we connect too quickly physically with someone before knowing them emotionally, we make irrational decisions just because we made that connection. Yeah. You know, so um, things really do get fuzzy. So being able to be attracted is different than um, having a, a sexual, uh, right. being sexual connection. Yeah. yeah. And I think what's, what's really interesting is that, um, I, at least for me, like I know that I used to use sex as a way to create intimacy because I really didn't know how to create it otherwise. Yes. Um, like I didn't, I had a very closed heart. So I was like, well, if we sleep together. Like maybe that'll move this along. Right. And um, what I find interesting now is that like, you know, obviously being with my husband for the longest relationship I've ever had is with my husband realizing that like intimacy is actually like created outside the bedroom and then mm-hmm. brought in the bedroom. So I think that like, of course you have to be attracted. Like to me, my husband was like very handsome and I was like, you know, I I wanted to make out with him. I wanted to get naked with him. But um, what made our sex and connection, everything good is like our level of closeness and intimacy, which was built um, outside. And and, and it doesn't mean like it, it, I don't know, it just like, it gets better. It's kind of, I feel like it gets better and better, like as you create the intimacy outside. Um, so I found that really, that like when people yeah. tell me that they're afraid that, that what I'm trying to tell them is to date like the fat short guy. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're into that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what you're into. Um, right. so, how, so with that, then somebody will take it to the extreme and they'll date and, um, uh, only look for a good person, but not have like a spark or I not have. Okay. And how do you, how <laughs> do you know the that. difference between that and not eliminating too early? Well, that was specifically the person right before my husband. Okay. And, and that was somebody I wasn't totally attracted to. And the thing in my mind was, well, I'll try something different. Oh gosh. Right. 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 So He's that, a good person. Like, let's so try. Perfect. Right. That was the worst. It's like, why did I just do that? So yes, you definitely have to be attracted to the person um, that you're seeing. It's just taking the time to be intimate with them. Like Nikki is saying, outside of the bedroom, what are their dreams? What are their aspirations? What are they into? What is their last name? How do they treat their parents? What do they love to do? What is their you know, last the name? Little thing. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Girl, you already know. We already know who's listening in. Okay. So <laughs> we have to know certain things. Um, statistically speaking, if you sleep with someone without knowing where you stand in your relationship, whether it's, you know, it's just for tonight or this is a long-term commitment, you end up the next morning feeling pretty bad, right? So it's really being yeah. clear. I, I helped a client uh, avoid a catastrophe. So she had been hanging out, right? So that's that, that gray area that so many people go through. They had been hanging out for like a, a month and a half, her and an old time friend. He picks her up, they go on a date, nothing sexual, nothing, nothing. And then she's like, you know, let's go on a trip. So she's like, let's go to Spain. And she asked him one bedroom or two. And he's like, one. Of course, he's going to say one. Right. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> but right. they had no real conversation about what are they, what are they doing, where are they going? And when they finally were talking about the trip, you know, after I challenged her to ask him like what what's up, right? It turns out they were planning the trip and it was cheaper to sit separately on the plane and he said, Okay, well let's do that. And she was <laughs> flabbergasted. <laughs> she was like, Wait a second, we're going on a eight hour trip to Spain and it's no. cool to sit separately, like this guy isn't looking for any real relationship. That's so fascinating. You know, this seriously. So it's, it, it was really crazy to, to just get that eye opening thing of, oh my goodness, this is someone I almost slept with. Right. And if it didn't really, if I really didn't hone in on, you know, what are his actions? What is he saying? And what are we doing? Then I would have went to Spain with this expectation of this romantic getaway and ended up on my butt. So, so many times we make up these 
stories in our minds just because someone is spending time with us. But if you don't have clear conversations of what are we doing after a time, then um, you might end up in a very, very hurtful place, right? You got to be clear. When do you think, um, because that's that's like a gray area, like getting to know somebody and, um, you know, it's like hard to know when is that time to, to, to get clear. Um, do you have any like tips on when to get clear or do you feel like it's just kind of different for everybody? Like when do you have those conversations? I think it's an ongoing conversation, right? Okay. So number one, as a woman of a certain age that's listening in, right? So you know that you're not necessarily necessarily out here to make new friends. We all have right. enough friends, right? So Yes, I'm always so, talking about like you don't need any more friends. But everybody loves know. to say, like, oh I, I, I moved to a new city, I'm making new friends. It's like, no, you don't need friends. No, we don't need any more friends. You don't need any more friends. The three you have are fine. So um Every, everybody's a possible candidate, right? Whether you're looking for marriage or a long-term companionship or a fling for the night, I just need you to be clear of what it is that you really want, right? So that's part of the process. What do you want? This go with the flow stuff and maybe it'll end up being a thing. The romantic comedies or the romantic novels or the Hallmark Channel movies, which I've been watching on replay from Halloween, you know, <laughs> you know, it really gets you in this place like, oh, man, this flannel shirt wearing guy is going to come and flannel. sweep me off my feet. That's so Hallmark. They all wear flannel shirts yes. for some reason. Why? A lot of flannel That must be something outside of Florida. I don't know. <laughs> or outside of South Florida. At least. Oh, right. Yeah, there is no flannel shirts in Florida. Okay. Um, but, but, but along the way, number one, you have to be clear so that when you see it, you know what it is. So you have to be able to say, okay, this is someone I actually want to entertain. One thing I find with women is that we are seeking to be saved, rescued, or chosen, right? So right. we're the ones like, okay, hopefully this guy will choose me. Like, babe, girl, you need to choose him first. You need to figure out if this is someone you even want to spend time with. Do you enjoy his time? Do you enjoy what he's saying? Do you have the same kind of vision? Can you see yourself in your sweatpants and your hair down with no makeup, just kicking it with this guy? Mm-hmm. Right. So that was one of the biggest things. I remember I had a private client. She's a law firm partner. Right. So law firm partner saying, oh, I need a guy that I could go to with galas. Right. So that was her biggest thing. He needs to be able to dress up nice in a suit. But after digging deep, it's like, no, I just want somebody that when I okay. when I have the sniffles and my baggy T-shirt and no bra. So you never yeah, know where you're going to go. He's going to be there with me making me chicken soup or ordering it, right? So we need to get clear of what we want. So through the process, we can eliminate or say, you know what, this is a viable candidate. And then it's the conversation piece, weaving it in. And that's how I I came up with my second set of affirmation cards, right? So the, the love deck, it really is, you know, this dating conversation. It's like, where did you learn about money? Like, dude, right. <clears throat> Are these even questions that we really talk about? No, we usually talk about, oh, what are you doing tonight? What are we doing this weekend? Where's your mom going to be? Do you need help with this? You know, the things that we do in relationship building most of the time is the to-dos. But we don't really take the time to learn the backstory, the love blueprint of where someone came from to make them who they are today and their outlook, you know? Right. The big thing, their outlook on life. I'm really excited about those, about your, your deck of cards, which is your second version. And I thought it was just so fascinating. And, um, the, the concept of, I mean, Cass, she made these, so she basically, you guys, she made these cards that, um, on one side has questions to ask while you're on a date so that, you know, you're asking the right questions. And then the other side has affirmations. I know some of my girls, Cass are not going to bring them on her, their date, but they can, they can look at them before, <laughs> right? And maybe yeah, even just like, totally. like you know, spiritually, like I know you guys like to kind of tap into the divine, like say like, okay, let's pick three cards that I'm going to ask on this, you know, that somehow I'm going to weave these thoughts and questions into the conversation. Um, because that, first of all, reminds you that as much as you, we think we're, are we being chosen if this person's going to pick me? And there's so much this talk about like somebody who chooses you and who picks you. And it's like, well, first of all, you're in, and this also kind of, um, goes back to like how we get ahead of ourselves. Like we have, it's, it reminds us that we are choosing that we are still, we haven't made up our mind yet. Even if maybe they're showing some great signs of being a great fit for us because they've 
gave money to the homeless person on the first date and they were nice to the waitress and like all those things. Um, and they, you know, kissed me here on, on the cheek or whatever. You might see like some favorable signs, but also when that happens, we start to get into this place of like, oh my God, I hope he likes me back. I hope he's choosing me. I hope he's picking me. But I think these cards are just a good reminder that like you're still kind of not that you're interviewing, but you're still deciding if this per- person is worthy of you and you still have to collect the data to be able to make a good choice, um, to, to be able to make the right choice for you, to, to give you moments of um, reflection and to have intention behind what you may be getting yourself into um, because it's such a big decision, you know? So I love, I love the idea of, of those cards, Cass. Yes, yes, yes. You could even make it into a fun game. You know, it's like, right. oh, I just got these cards. Let's pick a card. You know, it's like, this is the yeah. love deck. So let's pick a couple. Because what happens on a date is you usually talk about how was your day? What are you doing for work? <laughs> <laughs> and then what are we ordering? You know, right. and what's your latest movie, maybe? Right. So, right. you know, we don't really get into real conversation, if ever. Right. I, I really feel like many, many, many women operate in this bubble and then it seems magical. We replay the romantic comedies and then all of a sudden we have the ring on our finger and we feel like we've made it. But we want to be building a strong foundation in relationship so that you really choose right. You choose the right guy versus, versus just saying, well, you know, he's sexy. We mesh. There's great chemistry. This works, you know. Right. So it's really just doing a small tweak and shift to how you've been choosing the one. We're fixing your picker, right? Yeah. Might be a little bit broken. Yeah. And you <laughs> might be a little broken. <laughs> and, you know, I think you have to have a lot of courage to take this path because sometimes yeah. we're like, I don't, I don't want to see those. I don't want to ask those, you know, sometimes deep down mm. inside, we're like, I don't want to ask those questions. I don't want to know that. I want to just go off of like, you know, whatever I'm feeling because, I want this to be over with and I don't want to be in this place Mm. of, you know, anxiety or, you know, waiting around or whatever. So it does take a lot of courage to be able to see what's really there rather than to go in this blinded. It's easier to go in blinded. It's, um, it's less courageous to go in it blinded. So, you know, we, we have to have the courage and the strength to know that. And I think that comes from like really, trusting that what you want is out there, that it exists, that, you know, God Mm -hmm. has it set for you. Mm -hmm. And in a way, these type of questions, whether it be through the cards or that you're just really asking yourself is kind of bringing you through the maze to find that right fit. It doesn't mean that, that, that just because um, we ask the questions and then we don't get the answers we like that it doesn't, that the person doesn't exist. It just means like we're trying, we're getting closer to that person, like through, through eliminating, um, what is, what doesn't serve us, what's not right for us. Um, so it does take courage, that. but it's also the thing that gets you to what you want. And if you do it well, you can like even move the, this process longer because, I mean, I'm sorry, you can make this process faster because a lot of times not asking those questions, not, you know, um, looking into that makes us get into a relationship for six months that then blows up in our face when maybe at month number two, we could have seen that coming. And we yeah. would have been so deep, so hurt, and we've lost half the year. Mm, that was powerful. Thank you, Nikki. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that specifically made me think of, just think about all the women we know that are settling in their relationships. We right. all know someone that is deeply unhappy in their relationship. And all we could think is, I don't want that, right? But so many women end up in that spot. So being able to be in a place, like for me, Marrying my husband opened new eyes for me that yes. I did not have before. It's like I didn't know this was possible. Like this yes. is better than there's I could a part have of ever that must dreamed know. of. Yeah, yeah. there's a part of you that like had some hope because it must have brought yes. you there, but like it oh, does exist. Yes. <laughs> it does exist. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I I definitely wanted it badly, but it was just so amazing to that God granted me more than I asked for, you know? And so when it comes to the women who are listening, it's like we know you don't want to be in a settling situation, so it's, it's really being able to be intentional about this area of your life in terms of casting that vision. And yes, but these cards can be a very easy part of it in helping you to decipher and to decide, you know, is this really the one for me or maybe not? Right. And that's okay. 
And let me ask you, Kasti, um, one of the things that sometimes I feel, well, I feel like sometimes we can go on one, one end of the, the spectrum where we're like, okay, we get it. Like I'm choosing, like I'm picking and we can, we can kind of lean to the side of being judgmental or then we lean to the other side, which is like, oh, I hope he chooses me, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and like we were just talking about like that, that version of ourselves that, that kind of forgets yeah. to ask the hard questions. But then sometimes we, um, we may learn this and then we may flip to the other extreme because it's, it's natural to, to play with extremes. So, um, let's say I move into the other extreme and I go on dates, but I start like trying to eliminate very quickly because I mm-hmm. think that I know what I want, but really mm-hmm. I'm kind of being judgmental and I'm also being just another type of scared. So I think that I can eliminate quickly. How can we find balance between like knowing what we want, mm-hmm. but also not eliminating quickly, like too fast? Yeah. Oh, definitely. So that's the affirmation side of the cards, right? Being able to affirm yourself because sometimes, you know, we want the power, we take the authority. So then that makes us feel like we're in control. And as professional women, we like to be in control. So it's easy for you to say, well, on to the next, because you don't want to feel rejected or you don't want to go through any heartache. But I, I caution you to say to have fun in this process, literally before our date, say, you know what? I want to have fun tonight. You know, I want to have fun today. I want to have fun on this coffee date and see if that happens. You know, it's really that simple. Being able to, for me, you know, is being able to gauge, like, can, do you connect with this person? And did you just immediately compare them to your ex? And if you are, I want you to stop it. Just stop. <laughs> I want right. you to think of me saying, Right now, (laughs) which kind of just shows you're like in an analytical place, kind of rather than a hard place, which is the fun. Like when I say I want to have fun, you automatically tap into the heart, right? And be present, right? Right. So put away your phone, your business dealings, all these things that you're focused on, your kids, whatever problems you leave them in your car trunk, and then you just go in for that coffee or for that dinner or for that drink, and just be there and say, you know what, I want to get to know someone new. And when you make it that simple, you can have a better gauge versus saying, well, you know, he didn't say exactly the right things that I needed him to say when I wanted him to say it. Sorry, somebody, these, these calls, um, somebody just jumped in, but Cass, I heard, heard everything you said. Thank you. <laughs> um, I don't know, these spammers that call into these numbers. Um, yeah, like, I just think that that being present is such, that's something I teach all the time too, because present means, which helps eliminate the judgment is like, I am listening to what you're saying. I'm really here and I'm not having like, um, dialogue that are like opinion, opinions on what you're saying. <laughs> like, I don't have opinions on what you're saying. I'm just here for it. I'm just like receiving right. it. Like, I'm not here. I'm not God. I'm not here to judge you. Um, right. I'm just like, you know, I'm here to, um, to receive it. And then at the, and really what's interesting about being president is I think at the end of it, you, you can feel whatever that felt like. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's in it. Um, so when do you see, like some of your women, do they, do they eliminate quickly? Like, do you see them do anything? Um, I try to, that's the problem. Okay. <laughs> so, so this is, this is what I help them through, right? So, oh, you know, Coach Cat, for instance, I'll tell you right now, um, I have a client that went on a date on Saturday and the guy said, Hey, my secretary looked you up <laughs> online and she was flabbergasted. She was like, how could he, you know, research me, you know, da, 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 blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she called up her girlfriend that had been married for 25 years. And the girlfriend was like, well, that's a deal breaker. I was like, number one, this girlfriend has not been on a date in 25 years. You know, <laughs> like oh a dating scene forever. I need you to stop calling this woman. But literally, <laughs> she was ready to just end it right then and there. And I don't think that date went very well after that. And for me, I'm just like, listen, he doesn't know you and you don't know him. If I don't know someone, the first thing I do is put it in Google. Like that's just something that's really normal nowadays is to look people up. Like who is your representative? Are you saying what you're saying is true? And she's like, well, he shouldn't have told me. I said, well, that was honesty. He honestly told you that his secretary looked you up. Now, are you afraid that he's going to find something? You know, like is there something, oh, well, I declared bankruptcy and this year. I said, okay, but 
if this is a long-term relationship, he's going to end up finding that out anyway. You know, right. so oh, that's whatever. Funny. That's, that's why she you got know, nervous about it. Very nervous. Yeah. And that date did not go well. So I don't know how much longer that's going to last. But at the end of the day, you know, the, the way in which we automatically judge people, right? Based on the, the thing I always say is the reason why you're upset is because that person didn't act the way you would, right? right. The, that's the only reason we get upset is because they didn't do what we thought they would do, but we're two different people. Just think about your siblings, guys. Think about somebody that was raised in the house with you. More than likely, they're nothing like you, right? right? And you look at them like, whose house were you raised in, right? So if your brother or sister is nothing like you, I how are you expecting that. this brand new person to operate in the same spirit, the same sense, the same place as you? So when we start to give more grace, on our dates. As we begin to understand where people come from, then we can make better decisions. But when we automatically want to cut folks just based on one thing they said on a date, it just it just hurts me. Unless it's like a true deal breaker, like, you know, you're a Christian, he worships the devil, you know, that's just not gonna work out. You know, that you know, those things just don't work out. But you know, but being able to say, okay, well, I'm not that good of a saver, but you are. All right. So maybe you can work together in tandem. Like I'm a spender. I like to spend thousands of dollars on trips around the world. My husband's a saver and it's okay. Right. So we come to a place like how much money makes you happy to save. And then from there, let's go. Right. So being able to understand each other's strengths and play off of it versus saying, oh, no, well, you know, he saves too much, so I can't deal with him. Right. Or he's a spendthrift. Well, we're both Caribbean. We come from a background where we're frugal and that's okay. Right. So just understanding people come from a place of grace and understanding versus judgment and elimination. Right. right. And I think, you know, those judgments are in place to protect ourselves. Right. Like, I don't you know, I don't want um, what I don't know. I fear. So I don't know this. I haven't seen this. So like it scares me. But, you know, if we open up a little Mm -hmm. bit more, we we may see that it's something that we we need. And the beautiful part is that, like, typically we bring people into our lives who are different than us because they add value to our lives. And, you know, one of the, the most, um, beautiful things about partnership is that like, we're basically going to become something different because we're, we're being influenced by, by another person all of a sudden. So a lot of people, um, I have a lot of girls who are like, I've done so much work and like to find this relationship. And I'm like, don't worry when the relationship starts, there's going to be even more work (laughs) to do because, um, (laughs) Because that person has, they're going to be different and they're going to have wounds and they're going to have, um, things that they believe in that we, and they're going to, they're going to affect, you know, they're going to trigger our own wounds and all those kind of things. So we have to know that we don't want somebody who looks just like us. We want somebody who, um, or who doesn't do all the things that we want them to do sometimes. Mm -hmm. We want to see like where it's going to go. Um, so you guys met, you and your husband met at a, like kind of a work thing, um, the first time around how, mm-hmm. like, so a lot of us are meeting people in work things because work is such a big part of life. And, right. um, specifically like, for instance, I have a client who, um, is in my membership and she works in the film industry and part of the film mm-hmm. industry in LA, um, is like, and I used to live there, so I, I remember this, but you, you go out like for drinks for people just to network basically. And a lot of times you're networking with single people of the opposite sex <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you like not like, how do you know the difference if somebody is into you or if it's just a work thing, right? Like, how did you know that there was some, that he was interested in you beyond the, the business part of you? Well, that took some time, right? So we we had conversations and he wanted to come see me, but nothing came to fruition outside of the work thing for like another 10 years, which I definitely would not recommend to the ladies listening (laughs) in, right? (laughs) But in general, to, to know if he's interested, that really just comes with time. In the beginning, it's all the same, getting to know someone, right? So if you meet someone at a work thing and they're like, oh, we should get together. All right, let's get together. And allow that conversation to take birth. You know, like, where does it go? Where does the conversation go? Is it more personal? Is it more business? Literally, my husband and I talked about business, straight, legit business, for a long time before we transitioned to, hey, so when's the last time you were dating someone? You know, like, we didn't, that wasn't an automatic situation. So I would say, take people up. If 
if a handsome guy <clears throat> invites you out saying, you know, let's get together and you're interested, girl, go ahead. See where the conversation <laughs> leads. And exactly. if you're saying to yourself, you know what, this is a viable candidate, then you can make it be known. You can ask a personal question. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, that if this is someone that literally works at the same place as you do, I just need you to be very sure that there's a future because you want to make, <laughs> you don't want to mess up where you work, right? You don't want anything mm, sticky or icky in your workplace. So it's different from a networking event and someone you actually have to see every day when you go into an office or right. so on and so you know, so you just want to be very, very cautious to say, okay, if this is someone that I want to flip the switch to make it a date, a date date, you know, something romantic, just make sure this is someone you could actually see a future with. Um, so I'd go a little bit slower in that transition. Right. If this is someone that you have to work on, work with on a daily basis or quite often because you don't want to mess up your atmosphere unless you're willing to leave that business, that job, that whatever, you know, right. you know how things can get you know, these days too. Kath, mm-hmm. I know we have to wrap it up, but I have one more question for you. Since we're working, since you're working with so many um, professional women um, mm-hmm. who are top of their game, sometimes we're not necessarily super used to being rejected, which is why mm-hmm. we won't put ourselves out in, in certain ways. To, right. to, to kind of eliminate that or avoid that. Um, any tips on dealing with rejection? Like kind of oh. like I was hanging out with this guy, like not me, <laughs> I'm married, but let's say like <laughs> you're hanging out with this guy and you, you're not, you think you're not sure if it's like kind of this scenario where not sure if it's work or not. And you put yourself out there a little bit more to see if it is something more than just work stuff. Um, but then you get quote unquote rejected. How do I bounce back from that? It's all about the mindset, right, Nikki? So for me, it's, it's coming from a place of thank you, right? So if someone decides, you know, this isn't it for them. The number one thing you should say is thank you because they're self-eliminating, right? So they're not wasting any more of your time. And as a professional woman, you don't have time to waste. So even though it might sting, I want you to put things in perspective. Do you want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you? We've all been in that, right? Or do you want to be with someone that enjoys your time, that loves your quirks, that loves you with no false eyelashes, just your own, right? So being able to connect with someone that wants to be with you. So when someone says, no, thank you, you just say, thank you. Thank you so much for your time, for your conversation and enjoy. I hope you find the one for you, right? And that is very plainly it. And two is to affirm yourself, being able to have that daily ritual of affirming yourself, of being able to understand where your worth lies. Where does your worth come from? You know, where does your purpose come from? And understanding that it's not in a a man, it's not in a relationship, it's in who you choose to be. And now if some, if you do connect with someone and you do choose to do life with them, that's icing on the cake, but you're already a whole scrumptious cake yourself, right? It's just an extra icing, right? right? We could do well without the icing. So he's just the extra sprinkles. So when we start to realize, okay, so I'm just looking for some sprinkles, it's not as serious. And the third is don't take yourself so seriously, right? Mm-hmm. Have fun in the process. So when you don't take yourself as seriously, you're like, okay, well, that didn't work out. Because sometimes we get upset about ghosting, right? Oh, well, you know, I'm talking to this person and they ghosted me. What is ghosting exactly? And how long was it? I haven't it? ghosted forever. Like, I was oh thinking about, like, it's funny that there's a word for it now, but I'm like, this shit has existed forever. I bet my, I bet my parents were ghosting. <laughs> I haven't asked them, but I'm sure they were. Dude, you were talking to this person for maybe two weeks. That's not even long enough to, to really form any connection. The problem is, is you find somebody sexy. You're like, oh, this is great. And you put all of your attention in that one person because you say, I don't have time. That's the issue. Don't invest right. all your time in one person when they haven't proven themselves to deserve your time, right? So I need you to date. Date is an action. It's an mm-hmm. active verb, right? So dating, you date more than one person until you decide, okay, this is the one person for me versus, oh, this person's interested. I'm going to hone in all of my juices and, my and time, yeah. all of my time on this person. And then you get upset. Like, dude, they didn't say they weren't dating anybody else. They're still dating. Like, don't, 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 don't commit um, before necessary, right? I know there was a lot of tips in there, but just count them up no. and you guys got it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree in that because, um, and sometimes the other, they'll be like, oh, well, the other person was moving it along. And it's like, well, that's why I always remember, I always remind my women to like go by their own pace, 
right? Like you, right. that's comfortable for you. Like you don't just because right. the person wants it to do every day doesn't mean that that no. is the right the right pace mm-hmm. for you, and that you would like to no. take it slowly and see what else is out there as well, or you know, just yeah. be, yeah. So I love that. Yeah, oh, I definitely have a woman in my membership right now that's like, oh, Cassie he wants all of my time. I really like him. I said, okay, but then you have two other people yeah. on the burner right now, right? We're cooking three pots. We got yeah. three pots cooking, right? So I need you to at least go on one more date with the other two to see if there's something viable there. Don't don't get too crazy, <laughs> okay? Because yeah. I'll tell you, I have a, I have another client that chose a guy because it was like Pepe Le Pew. He's like, mm, I love you so much. Your your eyes are like pools of of the blue ocean, you know. And she's like, oh my gosh, the, the sexual chemistry is so amazing, Coach Cass. We had sex on a a bare rug. Oh, I love him. He's awesome. And then two two weeks later, dude is like the worst. He's like, oh, I can't take him anywhere. He he doesn't know how to speak to people. I'm like, yeah, that's why we move too fast. Okay, so come back. Let's listen. Right. <laughs> let's let's um, reconvene. Right. Let's not go too fast. Yeah. So now she's happily married to an amazing guy, and she's like, you know what? You're right, Coach Cass. I'm like, I know. Just, just take it one step <laughs> at right. a time. One step at a time. Not too yeah. quick. And go like at a yes, like at a normal pace where you can hear normal. yourself, you can feel your pet your exactly. Um, oh, Kath, I could talk to you forever. You have so so much Aww. wisdom. I'm, I'm so grateful. Can you tell us a little bit of how if somebody's interested in working with you, what are the different options to work with you? Okay, okay, all right. So my main options, of course, one on one. I have a, a love makeover that is amazing that we do in person. You could fly into Florida. We lock ourselves in a room love for it. a full day and work through all your stuff. You know, with no one else around, just focus on you, right? So that's a love makeover. Two, I have a monthly membership. It's called the Real Love Network to just support you along your love journey. Whether you're dating or not, I've realized that, you know, from even thinking about dating to dating to being in a relationship, it's good to be in a supportive space with women who are also of the same mindset as you. That love is something that's important and it's something that should have a space in your life, right? So that's the Real Love Network. And third, oh my goodness, I have a live event. (laughs) <laughs> that's the Success in Love Summit. So that's a two-day event with um, 15 women or less where we get together in person in sunny South Florida for two days to really work through what is love? How does it really come in your life? And we work through my real love roadmap of how do you do a reality check, explore the possibilities, acknowledge your responsibility, and launch forward when it comes to your love life. Love Those it. are my main three in terms of working with me. <laughs> so much value there, you guys. So we will be linking to all of that in the show notes. So you'll definitely be able to just click and head on over to her different options. And also your part, which I'm excited about as well. So thank Love you so you. much for being on the show, Kath. Thank you for sharing yourself. Uh, you're like the best interviewer ever. Watch out, Oprah. Okay. Let me tell you, this has been awesome. Okay. You guys listening in, you're smart. Subscribe right now to the final swipe. Don't miss out. Don't miss any future episodes because Nikki is definitely with the top 10 interviews I've ever been on. I would say that you are a bomb.com interviewer girl and I love what you're doing in this world. So just thank you for opening up a space to highlight me as I highlight you because you are amazing. <laughs> thank thank you. Cass. As you guys can see, I didn't appear her for that. So thanks for joining <laughs> and we will see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. For more guidance on your journey to the final swipe, please visit me at NikkiNovo.com.